Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time once again for another episode of Living Hope, a weekly show designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. Today, well, we're going to give you some hope. Going to bring in the folks from the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, and they're going to talk about how they raise money and create awareness and do all the things to, to bring uh, information and education to help the people, like our host, Roberta Luna. Hey, Roberta. Hi, Paul. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Glad to have you all here. It's been a while since I've been in. I think it feels like a long time since I've been in anywhere. So good to see everybody today. I'm very pleased and excited to have Nikki come. Banya, I hope I said that right. I'm sorry. Case manager from <laughs> from the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network's patient services. Thank you, Nikki, for joining us today. It's really a pleasure to have you. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into some questions? Oh, sure. Roberta already introduced myself. Um, I've been involved in oncology for the past 15 years. I've worked as a oncology nurse practitioner in the Chicago area and in 2016 relocated to um, Henderson, Nevada. Actually, since moving here, I had to I had decided to retire my hat as a nurse practitioner and I joined the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network um, in July of 2021. Before um, joining as an employee with the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, you also did some volunteer work, correct? I have. And um, actually, my journey with pancreatic cancer started back in 2014 when my brother-in-law was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He was diagnosed in February of that year. And... Um, from what I mentioned before, you can tell I was already working in oncology, so I kind of knew what was in store for him. He was diagnosed in February, and he left us in November of that year. And I made a promise to him that I would continue the fight and work on improving outcomes for patients, for families. And then I had the opportunity of give, getting involved with the uh, Nevada affiliate. And I worked with Renee Egan-Williams there, and she was our affiliate chair. And Natasha Martin, who is a very dynamic uh, CRM. And they just kind of fueled my passion. So it was a natural fit to continue what I'm doing. Yes, um, you mentioned Renee and Natasha. I love them both dearly. They're both very, like you say, passionate. And um, if anybody has the sparkle spirit, I have to say it's really Natasha really puts it out there. So it's been a pleasure to to uh, work with both of them, actually, and have a relationship with them. If it's not too personal, could you just give us a little bit about how your brother-in-law's journey with pancreatic cancer? Was he able to do any any kind of treatment or anything at all? He was. He was diagnosed at stage four. And he started treatment right away. And the interesting thing was um, he was so healthy that when they went to get his first prescription at Walgreens, he wasn't even in the registry. He never had a prescription filled. So um, he started as stage four. He actually had a brief 
reprieve where he had a scan. It did not show any evidence of disease. Um, initially, it was in the pancreas and liver. And then within a month, it came back with a vengeance and was in his lungs. He restarted treatment. Um, he attempted to get into clinical trials. There were only a few at that time, um, and he did not qualify. Um, he continued treatment up until about a month before he had passed away. He had gone into hospice and um, kept him at home. Um, at the time, I was making frequent trips from the Midwest to Henderson, Nevada. And then eventually, my husband and I made the decision that we would just move here. It was about a year after he had passed, and I had wanted to be closer to my sister and her family because our kids were all grown, kind of scattered around the country. So... Yeah. When your brother-in-law was first diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, did you know about PANCAN at that time? Actually, I found out about PANCAN at the time by doing my um, Dr. Google. <laughs> and um, they popped up first. And I've got to say they were a great resource. We got involved right away, and initially we started our involvement in Wisconsin and did the Purple Stride Walks in Milwaukee. Good. So you had a little bit of a different different venue to kind of taste and try out a little bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're, when you were volunteering with the Nevada affiliate, what was your role there, and what did you do in that role? Actually, my role was uh, mission chair. And I also filled in as the advocacy chair. So I did a lot of outreach and getting into the medical communities, making them aware um, about PANCAN, making sure they referred their patients to PANCAN, because we do provide an awful lot of information that sometimes during the office visit, they don't have the time or the opportunity to present to the patient. Did you have an easy transition from volunteer to now a staff um, member? You know, I did. <laughs> I did. It it really um, was uh, rather seamless. And the thing that was nice about it is I knew a lot about the organization. I knew a lot about what they do. It just was a matter of getting used to doing things in the manner that they do them. Um, you know, in my prior role, I was making the decisions and now it's kind of nice. I'm not making the decisions, but I am relaying a lot of information and I'm helping people. It sounds like a really nice transition and from volunteer. I mean, it's, I think, amazing to go from um, your position as having a family member, a loved one to volunteer now to a staff person. And I really hate to use the word staff because I really feel all of you are more like family than staff. And so I really don't like calling you guys staff, but I'm not, haven't really found a great word to really use to, to encompass you all. But so what exactly as a, case manager exactly what is it that you do so as a case manager throughout the day we um, filter calls we filter emails we filter through comments that have come across our facebook page we answer their questions 
and we provide a lot of information. We have a plethora of disease information that we can provide to patients and families, such as pancreatic cancer itself, uh, diet and nutrition, treatment options, side effect and symptom management. So it can get quite involved. Another thing we do is we can search out specialists in anybody's area. So if someone calls and they want a specialist, and by specialist, we're talking about providers who see a high volume of pancreatic cancer patients, um, not just one or two a year, but they definitely have documented volumes and become part of our database. So we're able to put a list together for patients and families according to their zip codes, how far they want to travel, and get them channeled in that direction. We also do quite a bit with clinical trials. We can do personal clinical trial searches for patients. We have quite an up-to-date database view. And we will search that in the same way, um, based on zip code, how far they want to travel. There are patients who have family members in different areas where they know they've done more um, care of pancreatic cancer patients, and they are willing to go to other areas. So we can search by zip codes. We can search by institutions they're interested in. And the thing of it is, is... You know, every treatment that's available today was approved through a clinical trial. So clinical trials are very important. And we know that patients who participate in clinical trial research um, do have better outcomes. So this is a great service that we provide. And it's always nice to be able to come up with a rather robust list and give a patient options without them having to do the research on their own. There's another program we have that I'm quite proud of, and it's called Know Your Tumor. And this is our precision medicine service, and this is a great service that we can coordinate for a patient, for providers. Um, You know, we have providers calling up as well for us to do clinical trial searches for them, as well as getting their patients enrolled in Know Your Tumor. So it may be a little bit deceiving to hear the title um, patient services, but it's about the patient, but we're also there for providers. So providers can call as well. And when we talk about Know Your Tumor, as I mentioned, this is our precision medicine service. And, you know, every pancreatic cancer patient is different. And those who receive treatment based on the biology of their tumor definitely live longer. We know that. And we as an organization recommend that all patients get genetic testing for inherited mutations as soon as possible after diagnosis and also have their tumor tested for genetic mutations as well, because that gives valuable information on treatment that can be matched specifically to that tumor tissue. And what we do as care managers is we facilitate 
getting tissue that has already been tested in order to make the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, we can arrange to get that tissue tested to see if they have any of the mutations and then provide the results for the patient's um, doctor that they can decide on a treatment plan um, for that patient. So that's really kind of neat to uh, be able to do. The thing of it is, is we actually as an organization cover the costs for that testing. Neither the patient nor their insurance is billed for that. We also have a patient registry. And this is really nice because we're helping scientific progress by patients sharing their journey. And they can go through different activities wherever they have an interest as far as what they want to fill out, um, what type of issue they want to focus on. And actually, we've had um, publications done based on information that was gathered there. I know we've published a paper on enzyme usage just from information that we've gotten from our patient registry. Another thing is all of the educational events that we're able to share with our patients, their family. We share a general education package with anybody that makes a contact with us. And that includes an overview of pancreatic cancer, booklet on clinical trials. Um, We also have specialized booklets then as well that we can send out depending on need. Um, like diet and nutritious, supportive and palliative care. And um, they have the opportunity to access these online or they can have a hard copy if they prefer. We'll mail that out. With every contact we have verbally, we always send them a summary of what we talked about. And another great service we provide is the Survivor and Caregiver Network, which, Roberta, you are part of, and that is so appreciative because this is one way we can connect other pancreatic cancer survivors and caregivers with others in the same experience range. And it's so nice for them to be able to talk to someone and say, you know, did you go through this? How were you feeling? How did you deal with this? So that is a big plus. It really is. And um, I wish I, I would have had that when I was first diagnosed and known about that because it does give me great pleasure and satisfaction to be able to talk to somebody and let them know you're not alone in this fight. Yes, you know, it's different for each of us, but there's a lot of similarities as well and ways to get through it. Um, so thank you for that. It's really a, a great program. And I hope everybody will take advantage of that. I especially like the fact that uh, for the clinical trials, because like you say, it is very important. And to try to research that on your own, is just, it's very cumbersome. So I'm very thankful that you guys are able to do that and take that off the plate for us. Um, you did bring up, you know, the clinical trials. And can you just briefly go into a little bit of the misconceptions? Because it is very important, I think, for people to consider that at every stage of their treatment looking into clinical trials. Can you just kind of give us a little bit of the the misinformation about clinical trials? I think the misinformation is that um, people are under the assumption that you're either going to get a drug or you're not going to get a drug and you could get a sugar pill. 
But the thing of it is, is with oncology, the way the clinical trials are set up is you're having a new drug tested against a standard of care. So you're always getting something. You're not going to just go without treatment. Right. And that's very, very important to know. Um, Also, you mentioned the patient registry, and that is something that I do participate in as well. And what I also like about it is I can put in, because I've had, you know, family um, that I've lost to pancreatic cancer, I can put that information in as well and kind of control also who sees it. So anybody who's really concerned about using that because of security issues, I think you guys have done a really great job of being that secure and where we, we can actually choose who does get to see the information. Um, and I'm happy to hear about the the study from the enzymes because I participate in that as well. You talked a little bit about precision promise. Can you just kind of give us a little summary on, on what that is exactly? So the precision promise is our um, know your tumor service. And we partner with a company called Tempest. So what we'll do is if a patient wants to be part of that, we will um, solicit their consent. We will get the information of their provider. All of that is sent to Tempest. The Tempest company actually works with the provider to find out where the tissue is now being housed and getting access to that so they could do the testing and determine what mutations, if any, there are that can be matched up with a specific treatment. That's very, very good. And I'm happy to see this progressing as it is. So looking forward to seeing where it's going to go in the future. I know the pandemic has had a lot to do with a lot of other um, nonprofits and uh, cancer-related groups. How did it affect PanCan as far as you can see? I know you guys, a lot of you are working remotely, but how are you guys doing that and handling all that? You know, I was probably one of the first people they hired remotely. And, you know, I kind of threw my hat in the ring there knowing they were working remote that, okay, if they're not working at the office, why can't people be working from all over? So I thought, what the heck, I'm going to put my application in and, and see how it goes. And it did end up working out. And it's to the point that they have hired other people from different areas of the country who are able to work you know, and that would be a good fit that maybe otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get. Yeah. So it's it's been really great that way. And, you know, it doesn't really feel, I really feel I know everybody I'm working with. Um, you know, we'll do like a universal break room. We have our Zoom meetings. We do a lot of group gatherings that don't make you feel like you're isolated. Yeah, I, I think you guys have done a really great job. I, I've called a few times for others because they just didn't think you were in operation. And from the early days before I even realized you had gone remote, you guys are did such an awesome job. I had no clue that the office was not open. I called in, got information right away, got sent to somebody and I just have to really take my hats off to whoever was able to get that all organized mm-hmm. and get you all taken care of. 
because you've done an, an excellent job and I really appreciate it. I thank you. You've given a lot of information and I think you did say this, but just in case, I just want to let everybody know that if you do contact um, patient services, all the information is provided at no cost to the patients and their families. So just be aware of that and don't worry about asking for information. Um, you guys have always been great when I've needed anything and I really do appreciate that. Do you have any last parting words of wisdom or advice you'd like to give to survivors, patients, or caregivers? Actually, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> first thing I want to do is leave the patient services number out there um, just so people, if they have the, you know, the need to call, they know where to call. Our number is 877-272-6226. That's 877-272-6226. And um, the one thing I would like to leave with everybody is that you have to be your own advocate. Um, you have to push if you know something is different with your body, make sure you see your healthcare provider. You know, the symptoms for pancreatic cancer are very vague. So you need to advocate for yourselves. And the typical symptoms that we talk about and that's out there um, in the literature is pain. And that's usually abdominal or back pain. Um, weight loss that's not um, explainable. Jaundice, your skin turning yellow. Um, loss of appetite. Nausea changes in your stool or a recent onset diabetes. So these are all things to keep in mind and no one knows your body better than you. So if you're noting changes, please, please, please call your healthcare provider and get it checked out. Yes, and I can attest to that as well because it was very difficult even after losing three family members for my doctors to take my request serious. And you really do have to be your own best advocate. And, you know, thank you for being out there for others, even in your volunteer work. I know you did advocacy as well. So I want to thank you personally for all that you've done, all that PanCan has done. It's really been a, a great organization and a great experience that I've been able to be part of it. So I, I thank you for that. Um, anything else before I let you go, or does that pretty? I think everything? That covers it all. But you know, anyone who's out there, please feel free to reach out. We're here for you, and uh, we're your purple family that can help support you. So please utilize us. Yes, please do. It's a family we've all said none of us really want to be a member of, but I can't thank my Purple family enough for getting me through many, many difficult times and many being there for many happy times as well. So I thank them. And we do give the information at the end of the episode. So they will have that phone number and the website. But um, in each episode, we do um, dedicate to somebody, and I would really love to dedicate this episode to patient services and all the case managers there, because we don't always get that opportunity to thank them. And I don't know if they realize how important of a role they play in our patient survivors and caregiver journey. So for me personally, they've always been there to answer or find the answers to my questions if they didn't have them. I could always count on them to get back to me within a reasonable time and help me out to make, you know, give me the decisions to make the best, you know, decisions possible. They provided resources. So for all, you, all of you out there who may not understand and realize, and I've known you when you were known as pals as well. So <laughs> all, all of you out there, 
please, please know how very much we really do appreciate and respect our case managers and patient services. And just thank you for being there for patients, survivors, and caregivers. So I think that's it for today. And Nikki, I really do thank you for coming. I really would love to have you come back again and, and talk in detail maybe about other things. But sure. thank you for being with us today. I greatly do appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you, Roberta, for everything you do to raise awareness. This has been amazing. And thank you for everything you do with our survivors and caregivers. It's truly appreciated. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, there you have it. Another reason to tune in each and every week. The Living Hope, a weekly show designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. If you'd like to share your stories, by all means, contact us. We're always looking for other perspectives on how people are handling this. And if you or anyone you know needs help, like right now, can't figure out what to do, there is a patient service number for PanCan. It's 877, the number 2, P-A-N-C-A-N. That's 877, the number 2, P-A-N-C-A-N, for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. For the OC Talk Radio Network, this is Paul Roberts inviting you to join us for some more inspiration and hope and education right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Uh, net.